Right, welcome to the Radnor Park. Whoa, it's kicking off already. Welcome to the Radnor Park Rovers podcast, episode 10, season 2. Um, it's not Sunday, it's Tuesday. We've just finished training. I'm here with Archie, Nick, and Dan Parks. Um, we had a lovely session. But obviously, the first thing we're going to talk about is the game on Sunday. Um, we faced Charing Reserves, who I would officially say are our bogey team as we have never beaten. Um, so we're going to dive straight in and go to the match review with Archie Buck. Here we go. Cue the music. It's now time for the match review. Who played well? It's the match review. Who played shit and who scored the goals? It's match review. Match review. Yeah, we were playing Charing. Um, as Tom said, our bogey team, I think the last... Four times we've met, twice in the, tw- three times in the league, once in the cup. We have ended off up in a draw, a low-scoring draw as well, especially for Sunday league standards. They're a very handy team, a lot of experience. I don't think that's impolite to say. They know exactly what to do in Sunday league, and, and they go and do it. And we struggle to break them down, and they're always a threat at the other end. Um, and that makes them really, I think, really good games. I don't think we've had a game that's been boring. Um, and I think Sunday was no different. Not a lot of quality football on display, I think, from either side, but... Uh, exciting end to end and we had quite a lot of supporters there from from both teams it felt like and so it was it was a good watch um the first half we were attacking up the hill which is a bit of a change last few weeks we've attacked down the hill been largely on top in the first half and then um and then really kind of under the caution second half and ended up throwing it away so that was a sort of tactical decision by me i thought it'd be good for us to to have the advantage in the second half um we started okay I mean there were a lot of very hungover people in the squad I was very hungover I think Jake was very hungover up top and both the gaffers on the sideline I think were very hungover so um, I'm not sure we were at our 100% and um, that said we created some chances Jake looked dangerous up front Ben looked dangerous the biggest chance of the first half I think was to Jake Tom Longthrow from the left Jake well, somehow or before had they scored they already? They scored in the first five minutes. Okay, apparently they scored in the first five minutes. I didn't realise. I thought it was later on. No, Probably shows where my head was at. Early. It was a very nice goal. Um, they switched it to the right side of the pitch. Tom and I got pulled out of position. So I was actually in Tom's position um, on the at left centre-back. And the guy slipped a ball in inside the full-back, inside Hayden, for the winger running on. Really good run across. Um, Hayden and I both tried to get to the, shot, the cross-shot block it. Um, ended up with Michael making a very good save fell out to the winger from the left side the young blonde really quick lad and I think he finished really well because I think Tom was on the line MJ was on the line and maybe Bergs was on the line and he still managed to, to lift it over them into the top corner really really good goal from the lad and he was really dangerous all game um, queuing one of the Charon players to shout haha easy three points hey lads so um this is a point out to Hayden, who I think at some point on the podcast is called Charing and Easy Three Points. That is not the official, <laughs> official Radnor Park line. <laughs> Hayden Hindry's address is... <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so yeah, one nil down. And then, yeah, big chance for us. I've got the ordering wrong, but um, long throw from Tom. And Jake didn't see the ball, apparently. For everybody else, it's just, it's just crazy. It's one of those where if you threw the ball at him again, I think he'd struggle to put it where he put it which was over the crossbar from under the crossbar do you know so, that miss that I think Kanu had it in the Premier League 
the one, I mean, Carnage was with his foot, but it's from literally like two yards out. But it's one of those, and I get the sun was bad that way, and I guess it, it could have, if it had hit Jake anywhere else on his body, if it had hit his nose, it's gone in. Did it hit the top of his head, I think, didn't it? I think he said shoulder. I think he said he just, and, and that's fine. It's not his fault at all. It was just one of those, oh my God moments where everyone was sort of there like, okay. And then, yeah, had a few pot shots. I managed to hit a volley and uh, end, the, end the chance of a guy having kids, I think. I'm not sure he was either winded or it was in the nuts. I hit a volley. I had a header at the back post. Um, I think he either got saved or cleared off. There are a couple of chances, but... Let's speak about one. Um, Andy Redcliffe tried an audacious overhead kick, which was absolutely amazing. Um, I think that was enough. I mean, I'm not... I'm, I think long throws, throw-ins, balls into the box. We had... I think we had chances there and we just didn't take them in that first half. There was a few, I think, I remember Tristan and Ben having a couple dotting around in the box and maybe it's just hitting it at the wrong time kind of thing, getting in each other way. Um, but they had... I think one thing you've got to give Charon is they're very organised and on a, on a tight pitch, it's very hard to kind of break them down. And there was one point where one of their guys tried to do about seven keepy-uppies coming out of defence and the whole team just, like, berated him, like, we're only 1-0 up, what are you doing? <laughs> like, um, but, yeah, we came off at half-time, I think. I came off at half-time thinking, blooming it, we're playing really well here, but we've got a score. Um, how did you feel at half-time, Art? I was feeling better on a personal level, but, um, yeah, I felt like, uh, I felt like we were... Um, I felt like we were snatching at things. I think you were talking about Tristan and Ben now. It felt like, not just, just Tristan and Ben, but it felt like no one was hitting shots cleanly. It was very difficult to get the ball off the ground. I know Alex Watson put in quite a few crosses and a couple were really good, but a couple he got a bit wrong. And it felt like, as well, it, as I said, it almost felt like the entire team was a little bit hungover because it felt like we were just kind of watching the ball go into a channel and not making that run or we weren't doing the things we had been doing. And maybe that's because we haven't played for a few weeks. Um, I'm not sure. But yeah, I thought... Going down the hill in the second half, we would have some chances to come back into the game, and, and that's what happened. Um, I feel like the second half, I, I'm, I might be wrong, but I, I don't think Michael made a save. And in the first half, Charing had a really good threat, especially the blonde lad was very good. Um, I think it was the number seven. He was a slightly stockier lad, but he had a lot of pace on, on the left side. And then they had a striker who was on in the first half. He came back in the second half. I don't know if he got a knock or something, but he had it. Very good movement. And then the nine who came on as well, he's always got so much energy. But in the second half, I think it's just so hard to come up that hill and they just couldn't get out. But bloody hell did they defend well. Um, there was one bit, 10-minute period, I think, where he had four, six or seven corners in a row. Incredible heading away. And then if the guys didn't get the header to the ball, that keeper was coming out, punching it. So difficult to, so difficult to break down. We pushed and pushed and pushed. We did all our subs. There was one bit where someone asked the ref how long was left. He said 25 minutes. And I think everyone on every team was like, bloody hell. <laughs> so it was really was a sludge, sludge, slug match. And then, I guess I'll go over to you, Tom. What happened? Yeah, so after, I'd say it, we must have been in there half for maybe 75% of that second half. Honestly, like, I think there, I stopped one guy getting through Arch. That one on kind of the number nine tackle, yeah. tackle kind of before he got to MJ and then other than that there was the Hayden, Hindry and MJ mix up where Hayden booted the ball into a garden for no reason 
Um, so you got dick of the day for that, by the way. Um, but yeah, so with about five minutes to go, I, I'm off at this point, and it's just like chance after chance sailing over. Andy Redcliffe is doing his best behind the goal to keep the game moving as quick as as quick as possible. Um, Andy probably did more running than anyone actually, because the amount of times I've, I honestly think we must have been in double figure shots that second half. Going over or wide, non on target. I don't think the keeper made a save. I think the keeper did really well with the crosses. Well, I've got no idea if he's a good shot stopper because nothing was on target. Um, but yeah, thankfully someone saved the day, and um, it, it kind of. I think it came from a throwing in the bottom left, build up in the bottom left. Um, we start playing the ball around. Ball came in, and ball came back out. And I think it maybe well, before before it comes out. I think. I might be wrong, and you might correct me, but he'll probably take the glory for it anyway. But I think Tristan had come back on, and what Tristan does really well is just, like ferreting around, and I think he might have challenged for the ball or won the ball back from a loose. You know, he's very good at getting on the second ball. I think he got the second ball out, slotted it out wide, and then here he comes, Johnny Tomlinson. I think it was it first time or was it a touch and finish? I think it was first time, wasn't it? Johnny Tomlinson, I would say on the let's say edge of the box like about here just first time right foot hits it side of foot fucking the curl on it I was right behind it absolutely beautiful pings in goes in the top right corner keeper had no chance the pace on it the curl on it I went absolutely mad I ran on the pitch um, I give him a big kiss um, Johnny bless him said it it took a deflection but it looked so clean when it went in no it definitely took a nick from my angle it, it, right. it, it like you know one of those where it's just flicked off yeah. a shin pad or something but um the thing was yeah i think everybody went a bit mad but but uh yeah the tearing lads um it was funny because they were like oh jesus boys they've won the world cup but i think the thing was after battering at the door for 85 minutes it was sort of not battering at the door we weren't it wasn't that dominant it was quite really even in the first half if anything they're on top but it just felt like that second half it wasn't going to happen despite all the shots and everything it just felt like it wasn't going to happen so when it did happen it was such a relief and uh it was exactly that actually i honestly thought we were just not going to score i just it just felt like one of those we had so so much of the ball so many shots that just weren't troubling it was just one of those days where you're like nah it's just not going to go in and and you go mad when it's a goal like that. Oh, yeah, and it's a brilliant goal. And it was just, everyone seemed to watch it in slow-mo. I'm pretty sure Johnny celebrated for it at the back of the net. And uh, anyway, happy day. And then, straight after that, we had a couple more chances. I put two balls in the box from free kicks. The first one, I think someone should have... I think someone did head it, but it just it wasn't on target. And last kick of the game... Well, this is it. It's classic Radner, isn't it? So, like you said, it was really... I've ne- the reaction to a score, and it was like, yeah, let's go win it now. And we really pushed for it. But then, in that last minute, Charing have their first breakaway in our half for absolutely ages. And um, Hayden fouls their guy out on the right, and they get a free kick right on the edge of the box. It wasn't, it wasn't a contentious decision that you say a penalty or not. But Marcus Pierce, who I absolutely love playing against, he's um, a legend of the Ashford and district lead, uh, especially since we've been playing in it, uh, steps up. And um, I did think, 
I did. Fi- I saw what he was trying to do. It was like I'm just going to whack this at the goalkeeper and hope that it. Do you know what I mean? That he makes a bit of a meal of it, and luckily it just sailed over. And I thought that'd have been absolute heartbreak. That um, did we have another chance last minute? Yeah, in the last minute we um, we got a free kick right out on the on the right, um, and I'd thankfully I think about the 70th minute I started to feel like an actual human being. So I managed to put in. A, I'd gone to right back at this point. I managed to put in a couple of deliveries. The first one was from a tighter angle and I really whipped it in I feel like if anyone had touched it it might have gone in and I'm, I'm not even sure what happened and then the second one last kick of the game I tried to float to the back post and it was it was in a really good area the keeper didn't seem to want to come he sort of came and then went back and it went through all the way to Ben and unfortunately it's just I don't know if someone's jumped in front of him or what but it's hit him and then sort of summed up our luck a bit on the day it's hit him sort of in the chest area and you think normally it hits you in the chest and it will just drop in front of you and it just skidded away and if it just dropped in front of him he would have had the last kick of the game to win it and unfortunately instead it just drifted out and that was the final whistle and um, that was it and there were honourable mentions on the day Brad Russell returned Um, it was two absolute what would you call them battle horses in the middle at one point Marcus and Brad went together for a 50-50 in the middle and it was like it, on a sorry Marcus I think someone told me your age if you're listening but it was probably a challenge of a, a combined age of nearly 90 coming together for a 50-50 and you could just hear the thunder coming together and Ben Scott came on oh yeah Terrible touch, but brilliant running. We should talk about Ben Scott. He's come on. He hasn't played that much throughout the season. I think that probably tells when he comes into the 11 side team. He trains every week, trains really well, or most weeks he trains. And um, he came on on the right wing. And one thing he did do was he played like a right winger, like like a Mo Salah, like a, I was going to say Eden Hazard, like a Mares, just from the angle on the right and driving towards goal. Unfortunately he needs to work on that touch hopefully Santa gives him a new first touch for Christmas but just very heavy touches there was one where he made this great little bit of link up play and he got slipped in and he's probably 20 yards from goal and his first touch was so heavy that the keeper just you know he just collected it but he was free and so if you know another day he'll touch that but one thing is he's so direct I think he had two or three shots since when he came on which the other people who played up front hadn't managed and it just showed you know he's obviously just an attacker all out and I think there's a lot of promise there if he can uh, if he can get more games under his belt and that, that all that stuff will come naturally it's so hard to play on that pitch so uh, fair play for coming in and putting in a good shift and that's it so finish one all we got a point so we actually moved up a position um, we move up to seventh so we're on seven points below us is Astrid Dynamo on six then Charing on four and Bromley Green on zero. Um, so we're in seventh going into Christmas, which isn't terrible. And I think we take that forward. Don't so we? that's Brad's first point of the season. It's Brad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Brad. Bromley Green. I hope anyone from Bromley Green is listening to this right now. Um, but it's on a serious note, we have been ribbing Brad all week, and his secret Santa was hilariously harsh. <laughs> Um, um, he got um, anti-whinge pills and anti-bitch pills anti-moan pill he got like four four, four or five versions of these pills 
I have. That was the end of the match review, but that, that's a sat round it up. We're seventh at this stage of the season. Um, we can push on, I think, now. Um, I think it's one of those, like, we're, we're so... We're, one, or, one or two bits of quality up front, that is all we are, I think, missing, really. So, yeah, bring it on. Uh, now we're just going to touch on Secret Santa and have a chat with Dan and Nick, because they're going to have a go. Hey, show me hell! Show me hell! Right, welcome to meet the team. So we've got two lads. I don't think I've ever been on the... Nick might have been on the podcast once, potentially. But, yeah, we've got Nick and Danny, and we're going to do quick-fire questions. Who's going first, Archie? Uh, let's go with Nick first. So, Nick, questions for you. Um, don't hold back. You are going to be rude about people. That's okay. Yeah. Right, first things first. We're going on tour. We're going up to Birmingham. We've got a five-hour coach ride ahead. Everyone's boarded the bus. You come on. There's one empty seat. Who are you praying it's next to? Josh. Josh, yeah, big banter. Big right, on the other end of the spectrum, who are you dreading? Who do you not want to see in that seat? Brad. It's <laughs> <laughs> got saucy already. We don't need to know why, that's just what we hear. Right, who's the best trainer in the squad? Alex Watson. Good shout. Who's the funniest player? Josh. Who thinks they're the funniest player? Very important distinction. Tristan. I've never heard him tell a joke (laughs) Most skillful player Ben Quickest player Tristan Slowest player Me Who's the brains of the outfit Archie Who's definitely not the brains of the outfit Tom Fuck (laughs) off Which squad member has the worst dress sense Tristan (laughs) (laughs) Who's the longest in the shower Tom that's true. That's actual. And finally, the last two questions. Very important. It's the 90th minute. Radner have somehow got into third place. I'm not going to be big. I'm not saying we're in a cup final. We're in third place in the Ashford District Football League Div 3. Second place are two points ahead of us. We have to win the game. It's one all. It's the 90th minute. The ball's bouncing in the box. Other than yourself, who do you want to see that ball fall to? Andy Redcliffe. Good answer. Who do you least want that ball to fall to? Lee Avery. And thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> right, some questionable, some questionable answers there, definitely. Um, so next we're going to go with Dan Parks. Dan, can I first ask you, though, do you know enough people on this team to do this? <laughs> well, apart from Wayne and Josh, probably not. <laughs> but we've got some pretty simple answers. Archie, are you ready? Here we go. He's got to think of a different scenario first. Um, but whilst Archie thinks of that, I will just ask Dan Parks. Dan Parks, one of our longest serving players. Three years, three games played. How do you find it? Yeah, you know, three years. I promised to get my fitness up. It still hasn't happened. It's still on the cards. Uh, possibly by 2028, we might be somewhere near being able to do a half without, without blowing too, too bad. But uh, yeah, no, it's all right. I mean, what, what's your aim this season? First season, you played one game, and it was during a win. Second season, maybe you played... Oh, no, I think you were in the... I think you played two... I actually think you played two games in that first season. I think you were part of the I've first ever game. I've, yeah. I've definitely had a loss. And then second season, three or four. This yeah. season, you've already played two, maybe? Yeah, I played two. Last game, I definitely nodded it on to Nick to score the own goal, um, right, which thank, thankfully he, 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 he took the flat for. But that was, that was probably uh, almost definitely my Bang fault. 
Um, but yeah, no, I'm, I reckon we've got, got a good, good few games. And we need to have a win this season with me and the team. So uh, that, that'll definitely come in 2024. Right, well, looks like Archie's ready. Here we go. OK, uh, Radner are going over to Calais and Belgium to play a game. You've managed to sort us tickets on the uh, shuttle. Well, actually, on the Eurostar, we're all sat two by two, two by two, two by two. You come in late because you've been sorting our travel out. Unfortunately, the tunnel's blocked. Wayne's let a load of people across the border. He shouldn't have. <laughs> Classic Wayne. Uh, we're going to be in the tunnel for five hours. You look up, there's one empty seat on the Eurostar. Who are you hoping it's next to? Oh, mate, I mean, not, not to copy Nick, but Josh has got to be a, a good shout. It's um, got to be quicker than Nick. Yeah, no, all right, fine. Just a name. Uh, uh, Wayne. <laughs> Look, it was Wayne or Josh. I had to go with one or the other. Who are you dreading it being? Uh, uh, Wayne as well. Definitely Wayne. <laughs> Just too much Wayne in your life. Who is the best trainer? Uh, Adam. <laughs> Adam. Who, who is Adam. Adam the physio. <laughs> he hasn't he hasn't trained with Radner for like four years. <laughs> you want a quick answer, okay? All right, go on. Uh, who is the funniest player? Josh. <laughs> who thinks they're the funniest player? Uh, Hayden. Most skillful player. That's a good answer. Alex. Quickest player. Tristan. Slowest player. Nick. Yes. Brains of the outfit. Archie. Definitely not the brains of the outfit. Hayden. <laughs> Which squad member has the worst dress sense? Lee Avery. <laughs> Out of nowhere. Who's the longest in the shower? Tom. And finally, the big one. It's the 90th minute. I can't think of another scenario. We're in a final somehow. It's probably a charity shield. It's probably pre-season. We've probably There's been only invited. Two teams <laughs> We've probably been invited for our social media presence. <laughs> Jack Daniels has been sent off for some reason. <laughs> the ball's bouncing in the box. Other than yourself, who do you want the ball to fall to? Alex Watson. And finally, who do you least want to see that ball falling towards? I'm sorry, he is staring at me. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Berwick. <laughs> Well, let's go with Nick then. <laughs> Saint Nick is the uh... Nick Berwick. There we go. <laughs> right, we're pretty much halfway through the season. Um, we currently sit seventh in the league. Played seven, won two, drawn one, lost four, minus four goal difference on seven points. Um, I'll just run through the league quickly. Top to bottom: Bromley Green, zero points, tenth. Charon Reserves, ninth with four points. Ashford Dynamos, eighth with six points. Radner, seventh. Then Egerton Reserves, sixth with eight points. Binden, fifth with 13 points. Ashford Spartan, fourth with 18 points. Shadowhurst with uh, 21 points in third. Hive Green, second with 21 points. And then top of the league is Ashford Wanderers with 25 points. Archie Book, I'm going to ask you a couple of questions just to go through what we think the season so far has been like um, first up who has been your standout player so far this season it's difficult because um, we've had an up and up and down start so far um, I thought Ben started really well and, and if he'd kept his goal scoring up um, I think he would definitely be the, the shoe in for this unfortunately I'm not sure if he scored in the last couple of games, he might have, and I might be misremembering. But I don't remember the last time he scored. Um, he, I think he got five or six in the first few games. And, and so he, if he kept that up, 100% Ben. 
at the back, I think we've been a little bit inconsistent, up and down. The midfield changes so much. I think Jarrett's come in and done really well. Um, I think Andy's been there all the time and been steady. Um, but in terms of the best player for me, I don't think he's put a bad shift in yet. It's probably Johnny. He's played in a number of different positions. But he, he offers so much going forward and so much coming back. And sometimes he's coming off the bench and he's having to, to get up to speed really quickly. The one that stands out for me is we played that Biddenden game in the mud when everyone's throwing themselves into tackles and he was just there. He was putting his body on the line for the team. He was everywhere on the pitch, up and down the left side. And I think he embodies like what we need. If we all had a bit more of that sort of diehard attitude, I think I think that would that would carry us. And I think so far for me, he's, he's probably been our best player on, on individual performances. I don't, I can't think of a time where I've thought he's had a bad game where he's let us down. Whereas as I said, ben had, ben had a start that was above everybody else, but then he sort of died off. Jarrett's been great since he came in, but he hasn't been here long enough. Hayden's been up and down a bit at the back. He's been solid, but up and down. And I think, for me, it, it, that makes, makes Johnny the number one at the moment for me. I agree. I'd, I'd do a... If Bergsy played right back consistently then I'd put Bergs in that bracket as well. But he has played a bit in the middle as well this season. But I think whenever Bergs has been there and right back, he has been pretty solid as well. Um, but, yeah, totally agree with uh, the shout for Johnny there. Um, the next question, Archie. Um, biggest surprise so far this year? Uh, well, I actually think it, it, it's actually Tom, even though he's here. Uh, he doesn't know this is coming. But um, I think that Tom... Tom sort of got shifted out of centre-back at the start of the year. Um, but he is... You may not have noticed if you don't look at pictures of him as often I, as I do on Facebook, but uh, he's shifted a load of weight. He's in the best shape he's been in for a couple of years. And I really think he's been so good. I mean, not that I want to make it the Archie show, but I feel like there are lots of times last season where it was like, oh, I'm having to cover Tom all the time. I'm getting frustrated with Tom. And this year, it's like every time I make a mistake and I let the ball run through, there's Tom cleaning up, there's Tom sweeping up. And he doesn't get lots of votes in our match or anything like that. But bloody hell, I can't think of... I can think immediately of mistakes he made last season where he's let the ball bounce or he's flicked the ball on and, and the attacker's gone in. But this season, he's been absolutely solid. I think he'll still be better with the ball, but he knows that. But I think um, he's been the biggest surprise because he's just been absolutely solid back there. Thank you, Archie. I, do you know what? I, I did say this to my wife when I got my home. Wife. My wife. <laughs> When I got home, I was like, do you know what? This year, I can actually outrun attackers. I've actually got to the ball before attackers. Whereas this time last year, it was fucking blowing when I was running for stuff. Um, and just losing a couple of, couple of pounds has just brought a bit of speed back to my game, which has really helped me. Um, I think I'm trying to think of a... Do you know what? I, I think we touch on it. I think there's... I don't know if it's surprise or potential. I think Ben Scott has got... There's something there, and I think... I just love how direct he is, and I think if we do the right thing with him, um, there's a player there that can really hurt attacking um, up front for us, because like, like we might touch on lack of goals since the start of the season is, is our problem at the moment. Um, best win so far? Um, <laughs> big pause there I'm trying to remember what wins we've had I've, actually it's only two so maybe let's say best game or best performance but um, what was the second win the second win was Egerton away 
Oh, okay. No, no, that makes it easy for me. I think. Um, look, I think the Bromley Green win at the start of the season was was okay, but I, I don't think we were great. Um, I think it was more that they were a side coming together. They're a load of new players. And I don't really know what they're doing because that's what it's like when you're a new team. We know that very, very well. Um, and they came up to our ground, which is always difficult because it's different. You've not been there before. They played up the hill in the first half, and within ten minutes, they're three 0 down. I don't think that's a massive testament to our performance. I think Egerton, that was a really good performance away. I think we're very close as teams are, um, teams are away, as they showed in a couple away when they beat us. We're very tightly matched teams. So to go there and to beat them convincingly was really, really good. Um, and arguably we could have scored more in a day. And we were up for it, they were up for it. And ultimately we, we, we pushed them off the park. So we battered them that day. We, we did batter them and, and I'm very proud of that performance because we were solid. Every area of the pitch was solid. And we played them at the start of January, so can we please replicate that because um, we owe them one. I'm just going to say that. Um, no, it's same for me. Absolutely same for me, really. Um, I really thought, <laughs> it sounds as bad as it is, we lost 6-0 to Ashford Wanderers, but for... And this is how close the goals came together against Ashford Wanderers. You were part of that own goal. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. It was a quality performance, absolutely. But I honestly think for 80 minutes against Ashford Wanderers was, from a defensive point of view, some of the best defence defensive player we had all season. That game, didn't the first half finish 0-0? It was 0-0 at half-time, yeah, and we lost 6 Until the 60th minute, and it just, uh, I wonder if it was fatigue or what, but... I mean, I think it is really hard to go up the hill at the stadium. Uh, yeah. And not that that means we didn't play well in the first half, that's not what I mean, but I think that, that takes its toll on you. But you're right, I think we had a couple um, of other times in season. I think Shaddock's first, first team we played in pre-season once... Um, and then Ashford Dynamo. I always get Dynamo and Wanderers mixed up. But these games where we go against a good team and everyone goes, shit, we're against a good team. And they kind of, they play at what I would say, I would say it's playing at 80%, but it's playing better than they normally would. But they're, they're not, they're doing the simple things. They're not trying to overcomplicate things. And suddenly really hard to beat. And I think we did that against, we knew it was a really hard game. We knew they were a really good team. And we all just did our job. We focused on our job and we put in a really great shift. That was a really good performance. Obviously not a win, but a really good performance. Um, so yeah, no, I'd, I'd agree with you there. I think I think that was really good. Best goal so far, halfway through the season. I mean, for me, there's, there's only one so far that I've stood back and thought, bloody hell, what a goal. And that was Johnny's on um, on Sunday, to be honest. Yeah, that was a really, really nice goal. Um, that was um, that was a great strike. Um, God, he's going to be bloody... I know he's away on holiday and over Christmas in the sunshine. He's going to be there massaging himself and thinking of himself after all this praise. But I think his uh, goal against Egerton was also very good. Um, and I think, firstly, before we get to the bit that Johnny played in that... I think we started with it in the sort of right-back area and I feel like it got switched out. It got played around the back. Maybe I passed it or maybe it was Andy and holding midfield. We switched it out wide. Tristan had it. Tristan beat a man. Tristan played it inside and then it fell to Johnny and you didn't think Johnny's... If you'd paused it at that point, you would have said, oh, Johnny's going to score from here because then he picked the ball up and went, shifted inside one, shifted inside another and slotted it past the keeper. I would say... That's probably... Yeah. I remember looking at that, and I think I might have even said on the previous podcast, Messi-esque. Messi-esque. 
Yeah, well, I, I would start with even just the team build-up before Johnny's moment was really good, and then Johnny's bit on the top was the icing on the cake was really good. Um, and finally, Archie, uh, what what are your? Oh no, we got two more. Sorry, one more. Biggest gaff so far this season. Uh, biggest gaff. Um, <laughs> in the uh, in that uh, Ashford Wanderers game. I don't know. I don't know. Biggest gaff uh, could be Hayden and MJ's mix up the weekend. I think Nick coming on in the Ashford Wanderers game. It's Wanderers, right? I always get this wrong. Wanderers and Dynamos always mix them up. But uh, he just had two. He had two. Like the ball just seemed to go through him. I don't know what he did because Nick. Nick's one of Nick's better things is his little first touch. But it just. It was a really difficult pitch. It was really difficult weather. It was a very good team, and Nick came on with sort of. Uh, 15 minute cameo and he got two balls played into him in field and he put his foot down to control him and they just seemed to go through him um, and they did I'm I'm going to be really harsh on it but <laughs> the, those three goals in the last whatever it was like four minutes one of them came from one of those missed controls and then Dan Park set him up on the line for the own goal <laughs> yeah. yeah no I, I, I will definitely have to t- take the rap on that one that was uh, that was my fault it's a big gaff, but my biggest gaff is a big red ball and it's MJ's because I saw it in the changing room on Sunday and Josh's girlfriend, who shouldn't have been in the changing room the week before, also saw it and she said it was big and red and I was like, ooh, can't be. That, you must have been, I don't know, maybe you've seen things a bit, but I, was, I, wasn't, I wasn't focusing on his groinal area and um, I just turned around and it was just there poking out and it is absolutely huge and red and he needs to go to a doctor. <laughs> I didn't know we weren't talking about football events. Oh, God, I'm sorry, Nick. I didn't mean to stitch you up. What would be the biggest gaff then that's not a footballing thing? Um, who's, who's done something embarrassing? Oh, there's loads. But we'll have to come back to that at the end of the season, won't we? And finally, where do you think we're going to finish this year? We're currently sitting seventh. Um, I mean, it's it's reasonably... I'd say it's, it's starting to shape up, isn't it? I mean, it looks like there's a bottom four of us oh no bottom five Egerton Dynamo us Charing and Bromley are kind of in that group and then it's there's a group pushing for the Biddenden are really weird they're in flirting in both boxes so where do you think we can get yeah, to that Biddenden are real Biddenden couldn't even speak now Biddenden are really weird because they had a really slow start to the season but the Biddenden team that came to Folkestone were as good, I think, as any as the Biddenden team we played two years ago that were really good and flying. So I'm not sure what's going on there. Maybe they just have, have up and down with numbers. For, for me, it's, it's beating the best of the rest. Um, we're not going to challenge the top teams at this point. There's clearly a, a gulf between them or we've left the gulf. I mean, we'll, we'll wait and see. Maybe we put a run together. But for me, the, the goal would be, can we take three points off one of the top teams? Can we beat him at home or away? I think there's there's no reason to not think that. Um, we haven't played Shaddock's Hurst yet in either in either regard. Um, and we've got games against Egerton to come. We've got Charing again. We've got Dynamo home and away. So for me, it's can we get close to Hive when we play them again? I think we owe them a bit for our... They, they absolutely ripped us apart down at Hive. Can we, can we give them a tighter game that up here? And then can we make sure we beat the teams we... I've been competing against Egerton, Charing, and um, and the the others down the bottom. 
and yeah, that would that'd it be for me. Can we finish as the best of the rest and also can we take three points off one of the top teams? I think finishing fifth would be a very good finish for us. Um, I think, uh, agree, I'd love to take three points off one of the top teams. I'd love to beat Charon. I mean, and not, not on a like, a, oh, I've got a vendetta against Charon, but it's just like, come on, we, <laughs> we're so close every time. It's three draws and one loss, that's what it is. And it's like, come on, we, I just, I just want to break the curse. Well, it's two very different rivals, isn't it? Charon, great bunch of guys. It's really tight when we play them. Um, um, they're really nice guys. They're really competitive on the pitch. It's really great. I'd love to beat them because it just feels like we keep getting close and they were the ones, I think in the cup, they probably edged it and they were close to beating us. I'm sure they'd love to beat us as well. Um, so I can't wait for that because they'll, they'll be as pumped to beating us as, as we are to beat them. On the other side, it's Egerton. It's just a bit like, here we go well, again. Well, on that, I just say there's... It's, Dan, I'm going to come to you after this, but like you've got... It's really funny, isn't it, in this league. Um, Sunday league teams in general, I think you've got three types of Sunday league teams. You've got uh, lads who are absolutely sound, who play football out should be. Like Charing gets stuck in, they, they, they play out should be, though, and they're sound. You've got teams, and maybe I won't name names in our league, who are maybe a bit twatty, uh, are really a bit rude and <laughs> a bit dirty and win games that way and then you've got teams who are just really good and have got a good bunch of players together who um, are very good at winning um, but I forgot, I forgot the one thing I'd love to do is I'd love to give Spartans a better game but I'd give Spartans a shout out because Spartans just came back to our pub I think what were there 15 of them there that's brilliant. and Wanderers Wanderers and Wanderers did as well, did as well. Yeah. sorry I forgot about Wanderers yeah won- no Wanderers did Wanderers are all there yeah, but Spartans come back as well like everyone's sound I mean most not everyone most teams in our league are absolutely sound um, Dan what, what your hopes you're going to finish the podcast say goodbye Merry Christmas and all that jazz here we go yeah, well, as I say, um, I didn't get much of a word as we there, but I think fifth place is, is going to be a, a smashing smashing place to finish. Um, but yeah, on that note, Merry Christmas to everyone. Have a happy uh, Radnor Park Rovers uh, Christmas, and we'll see you next year. <laughs> You're just holding that there now for the sake of it, aren't you? He's going to do this because it's my first time on the podcast. I don't think I'm even going to get a chance to come off it. So uh, we can sit here talking about... Do you, want, do you want to talk about Tom? What after you? Oh, it's still here. Right, okay. <laughs> Look, there was a cracking training session we've just had. Uh, one game I played, we lost 6 0. Uh, I managed to give. Uh, <laughs> you get out now. I'm taking the phone. Have a good Christmas, chaps.